welcome, listener, once again, to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as is customary right now, through the miracle of the internet by the director of football at Bluefoot, uh, Rodney Stiles. How are you doing, sir? Good day, Paul. I'm very well. You're good. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, just uh, for the... Uh, Benefit of the tape, uh, we are recording this on Wednesday afternoon and there is currently an Arsenal game going on. They're playing Norwich. Uh, as this, so we might get distracted if uh, Arsenal let a goal in. We have in you. into a jar of Coleman's mustard as we speak. Well, uh, first of all, we'll say congratulations to, uh, to, to Liverpool. I'll take maybe uh, some time to, uh, to say that. Maybe not too much time, but enough. Oh. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to look at the games from last week in the Premier League and FA Cup. We'll do some randomizer questions, and this week's Mount Rushmore is that of strikers. We're going to also preview the games in the coming weekend and midweek next week. Any other business, and then we'll all go on. So I think that's going to be plenty. As always, we want you to get involved. Footy from the foot at gmail.com is our email address at footy from foot on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. For previous podcasts, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast and Google Play. And uh, yeah, if you are willing to do so, rate, review and subscribe. And thanks to those that have already done that. Uh, really appreciated. And our website is footyfromthefoot.com. Yeah, so the first thing, probably the first order of business is to yeah clear up that, uh, yeah, Liverpool, in fact, are indeed champions. And they were confirmed as, as such when... Uh, Manchester City lost to Chelsea just as we finished recording the podcast uh, last week. So that was very helpful of them. Deserved. They've uh, yeah been the best team by a long way this this year. Yeah, it wasn't exactly nail-biting, was it? But um, well-deserved. Uh, it be interesting uh, to see what happens with what their intensity will be for the rest of the season, whether they'll give some players a run out who have been in the squad maybe. I'm, I'm sure that Aston Villa are hoping that they're going to throw the kids out uh, when they play them in a few days' time. I don't uh, think they will, Paul, because they've got a lot of records to break, haven't they? You saw that, yeah. They're on, on track to 28 points for the margin of victory in, in the league. I think uh, 105 points is possible, which is a record as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know how important those sorts of things are to them. Well, I think for momentum-wise, they'd like to go into next season banging, wouldn't they? Because the season's going to start, turnaround is actually going to be quite quick, I believe, isn't it? Fair enough. Next season's gearing up to be quite a spectacular one as well. There's a lot of, I mean, we keep on saying about United, but I watched them again yesterday, and I know it's only Brighton, but... That third goal they scored was quite frightening, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think they've got a good one in that uh, young kid, uh, Greenwood. He looks a real battery. Doesn't he look good? Doesn't he look good? Yeah, very They still- worry me a little bit now at the moment, actually, United for next season. Fernandez, they've got a diamond there, man. Yeah, uh, like I say, that third goal was really good, wasn't it? Where they broke really quickly, and that pass going at full tilt really that's a really difficult thing to do like yeah and then yeah volleyed home really good third goal fantastic stuff they're, they're definitely up there I think uh, I was speaking with some um, friends who are United fans and season ticket holders and I think they I think their starting 11s like up there with with most but then the, the actual squad if they start rotating the squad around 
it's not really all that good. If they've got Pogba and Fernandez in, in the central midfield, that looks pretty good. But then, you know, if one of those is injured or you're rotating, it doesn't look quite as good, you know, if you're not playing those two. So they had trouble playing against Norwich when they rotated the squad a little bit, didn't they, on Saturday? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In, in, in the FA Cup. Um, in fact, we'll, we'll get to that, shall we? Newcastle were awful in the, in the FA Cup this, this weekend. They lost 2 0 to City. Did you see the stat after 30 minutes that they'd only made 15 passes <laughs> on 28 I mean, minutes? I mean, that's phenomenal stat. It really did look like a training ground drill, didn't it? Where mm-hmm. it was just uh, defence versus attack, inviting pressure on them, just doing nothing, were they? That proactive play at all, was it? I think that was the game that they really lacked from the fans as well. No, the, I think the commentators did mention like, that Bruce probably wouldn't even have dared play like this at home. No. If there wasn't anybody in the in the in the stands, you know. So yeah, it was a rotten game, wasn't it? Uh, City won two 0 I mean, very one sided. Uh, so they're through. Um, we've mentioned Manchester United just about scraping through against the Norwich uh, with a late Maguire goal just before penalties. Arsenal they beat Sheffield United again a late uh, flurry of goals. It looked yep. like uh, Sheffield United had done enough to get it through to extra time and then. Uh, yeah, Arsenal, a very late winner in regular time. Uh, another one of our clubs, Leicester, they played Chelsea. They lost 1-0. They've got to consider themselves pretty unlucky in that they played really well. Certainly first half, just didn't score when they were on top. Chelsea no, did, and they went through 1-0. Leicester yeah. going for a real bad patch at the moment. They're really struggling, I think. Uh, that They have not hit the ground running um, after the restarts at all. They were a little bit poor before the re- uh, before the shutdown as well. I mean, I think teams have actually just found out how to play them. Maybe, yeah. And uh, we were talking about strength of squad. I think that's an issue for them too, isn't it? In the Premier League this weekend, there was a few games, not many. Uh, Villa lost at home to uh, Wolves. Wolves keep marching on. I don't think they've let a goal in yet, have they, since the restart? No. Then Donker scored for them um, in another Bluefoot derby. Villa looking pretty precarious, it has to be said. Yeah, we'll come to some of their games coming up. Um, also in the Premier League, uh, Palace lost at home to Burnley, and that's all you need to know about that. Yeah. And, and <laughs> well, so Burnley, what a good job they've done as well since they come back. I think they're like eighth in the table now, Burnley. And he's about Dyche's future there because apparently he's fallen out with the chairman. They've not secured the contract of lots of players. I think he's a bit annoyed about that. No, uh, he's been putting two goalkeepers on the bench because he hasn't got any fit players. And so if they keep carving out these wins, what a wonderful job he's doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a classic, that, by the way, isn't it? That's the classic uh, message to the chairman. Uh, yeah. Move, yeah. <laughs> when it gets totally desperate, they'll have three keepers on there. Won't it? Mind you, they're all yeah. really good keepers, aren't they? Are they all like England goalkeepers as well? Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Just getting his money's worth. Just to kind of round off the weekend's football, uh, Southampton beat Watford uh, 3-1. And Southampton, actually, in a pretty decent run, aren't they? I know they lost Away from home, their away form's impressive. It's when they play at home, they're not very good, Southampton. But yeah, yeah. he's done a great job there. And Ings keeps on scoring. I mean, if, there's, if there was ever such a thing as international football, he'd probably uh, be getting an England call-up at this point. I think you're probably right, my old friend. Yes, I think he would be, yeah. He's um, really good. Wish Spurs had gone out and got him when Kane was injured. In the Bundesliga, I think it was like the last round of games in the league last Ooh, week. What happened to Dortmund at home? I know, yeah. Their biggest home defeat um, in the Bundesliga, I think. Unbelievable. 4-0. Yeah, I can believe it when I looked at, the, looked at the scores. I was So a couple of people on the beach already, I think. There. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and by the same margin, Bayern Munich beat Wolfsburg and Lewandowski 
got great goals. Breaking news, Paul. Breaking news. Everton have just taken the lead against Leicester. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> In a time-sensitive podcast, this is, uh, this is, this is absolute gold. <laughs> <laughs> we just need Norwich to score now and everything will be wonderful. What was that, mate? Oh, uh, yeah, Lovinovsky. I think he's yeah. got... I think got 49 goals on the season. He's involved in the German Cup final this weekend, so to make the 50, obviously opportunities in the Champions League to further that. So yeah, absolutely unbelievable that guy. Absolutely shit. We might get a mention later on. All right, should we fire up the randomizer? Everton are two up, Paul. They're two up now against Leicester. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. If um, Chelsea do West Ham today, well, I mean, if West Ham do Chelsea today. It's going to make the top four, top five asterisks very interesting. We'll find out, I think, on, is it July about cities? I think it's in two weeks, actually. Yeah, July, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be in about two weeks. It was two weeks ago, I think they said four weeks. So, all right, let's fire up the randomizer. All right, and it's after question 11 players playing out of position to good and bad effect. All right. The one that immediately springs to mind is Stuart Pearce playing David James up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely dead right. Yeah, what a strange move. Yeah, I, I'm never, never quite sure what the thinking behind that was. But. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a really weird one, that wasn't it? Because because uh, he had strikers on the bench. It wasn't as though he was struggling for strikers or anything like that. And oh. he, he also had the, the shirt printed out for him as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> He had number one on his back in like an outfield shirt. So, yeah, very unusual move that, wasn't it? I, I, yeah, I think there was a late night poker game involved somewhere where he lost um, heavily, and um, that was part of. <laughs> I think Rio Ferdinand played in central midfield for United, like for one like game or something like that, and that was a total disaster. I think wasn't it? If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And I'd probably say Eric. Apart from the last couple of games, I'd probably say Eric Dyer plays in the worst position every time he plays, no matter what <laughs> position he plays. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he's always playing in the wrong position. Is he? Always yeah. playing in the wrong position. <laughs> <laughs> when he's in the right position. Um, I just also remember, um, do you remember Ian Marshall? Yeah. Nicknamed the Beast. He was like, he played centre-half when Oldham Athletic were a, were a decent team in like the late 80s. We got him, but he'd sort of turned himself into like this really awkward striker. And like no one could get around him because he was just so big. He was like Sam Allardyce's wet dream. He would just hold the ball up, <laughs> like thump it up to him. It would just stick to him, and he would just lay it off to somebody else who was, you know, more skillful than him. Right. That worked for us. We, he kind of got us up one year uh, just with, <laughs> with Ian Marshall up front. It was, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was pretty agricultural, shall we say? But uh, yeah, effective. But yeah, he was an absolute. He was a, I mean, they literally called him the beast. There's been numerous England players as well who've been played out of position. I mean, Paul Scholes immediately springs to mind being played out. All right, next. Oh, question one. If you could have been at any game. Well, the easy one to say on that, isn't it, is 1966, Paul. But another one I wish and, I'd been and, at. And, and you, and you, just, you couldn't get tickets, is that, is that the reason? I couldn't get tickets, no. I was a little, you know, they wouldn't let me in. But anyway... <laughs> the other one that I would have liked to have been at, just for the spectacle of it, was the 1978 World Cup final, when all the ticker tape was coming down in Argentina. Yeah. Do you remember the spectacle of it? We hadn't seen anything quite like that. That's a good one. I like yeah. that a lot, actually. Yeah, that, I think the one for me, being at the first Wembley Cup final in 1923, the, the White Horse final, where it was like, like quite a million people showed up. Looking back, an absolute health and safety nightmare, but... Yeah. Uh, a stadium that I think at the time held 125,000 people. 
had yeah. almost a quarter of a million people there. Yeah, ridiculous. And Bolton, and another Bolton win. Going into a game knowing the Bolton win. I mean, you can't be, you can't be that. Can't be that feeling, Paul. <laughs> exactly so. Cool. All right, we'll do one more. Good man. And this is question 16. The worst game you ever saw. And it could, it could be live or like on TV. When Arsenal won the league a while lane, probably the worst game I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously you got you got games like Wimbledon Southampton on a Monday night. Do you know what I mean? And uh, the list is endless, isn't it? <laughs> well, the one that sticks out in my mind is I was uh, I was courting at the time. It's 2009. I took my then girlfriend to see Bolton versus Stoke. <laughs> it was the only game that was available, or else uh, yeah, um, at the Reebok. And it was Tony Pulis Stoke and Gary Megson Bolton. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this game already. <laughs> and I'm glad. I, I always think that I, I would say that I'm glad I've got seats towards the front because I've been sat at the back and I've never seen the ball for the majority of the game. It was one all. Bolton got like a, a dodgy penalty at the end to equalise. And it was absolute garbage. Just mm. awful teams thumping it up to the big man like all day long. Woeful. It was all. Bring it to mind now again because you said like you took a girlfriend. So I took a girlfriend to uh, White Hart Lane for a semi final second leg League Cup game against Nottingham Forest. And I think we were losing 2 1 or 1 1. We lost the tie anyway, but there was, it was the game when they had a bomb at White Hart Lane Station. I don't know if you remember this. So they had to evacuate everywhere. Wow, and that's like an hour and a half late. And then it's, it was when we were standing as well. It was the first time she'd ever been to a game. It wasn't the worst game for me, even though we lost. It was still quite an exciting game. Roy Keane was playing for Forest. It started raining just before the end of the 90 minutes. But the game, the tie was on a draw. So we went to extra time. And I remember her looking at me drenched with like purple lips because it was so bloody cold as well. So I think it was like January or February. And she went, What do you mean there's an extra 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> We'd been out <laughs> for so long because of this bomb, bomb problem and everything, which uh, was a bomb. But anyway, she just looked destroyed at the fact that there was another thirty minutes. <laughs> that is just like that's a, that's like waking up on on Friday thinking it's a Saturday where you think you've done. You've done. No, yeah. <laughs> horrible, bless her. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah, never mind. It was a particularly bad <laughs> house, I suppose. Oh, that's a good one. Excellent stuff. Cool. All right, we'll, we'll take a break there and then we'll come back with the Mount Rushmore of Strikers. Right, Mount Rushmore's. Rushmore's even. Yeah. Um, this. So, first of all, I don't know whether you want to kind of have a little bit of a, a jab at the definition of a striker. The way I interpreted this was <laughs> not particularly a forward, but, you know, like someone that was just in the team for goals. They didn't particularly contribute to much else. You know, they, they wouldn't be able to grab the ball, yeah. uh, run with it for 40 yards and then spank it home. Like, just like a fox in the box, as um, um, Arsene Wenger would say. And uh, like, you just kind of would bang him in with mon monotonous regularity. Uh, You're describing Gary Lineker's career there, I feel. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he ever, did he, I think, is it like he had one goal from outside the box or something in his entire career? Is that, I think it was against Spain for England, wasn't it? Was it? Okay. But he's made it mine because, uh, yeah. Was that number one, is it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there you go then. Love it. And it's the way to think, though, that like in the 86 World Cup where he was the golden boot winner, he wasn't actually assured of his place, was he? 
He hadn't scored in the first two games. Do you know what? It's funny because I had this big debate with my father at the time. And my father was saying, keep him in the team. And I was like, ah, get him out of the team. And he scores the hat-trick against Poland. And he's like everybody's hero. So, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was one shy of being the record goal scorer for England, wasn't he? But then oh, obviously he played for Spurs. Penalty against Brazil. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like a, a friendly at Wembley, I think, was it? And did he try and chip it or something ridiculous? I just, I don't know. He just sort yeah. of struck the keeper's hands, I think. Didn't he? It was like a, a proper yeah. graph. Kind of, but, um... And then got subbed off for Smudger Smith. In the eight, what was it ninety two? Yeah. Where else was it? Yeah, against yeah. Sweden. Yeah, and that was it really. He, he ended up what, one goal behind uh, Bobby Charlton at the time as a leading goal scorer. But yeah, he uh, played for. The, well, he kind of retired early as well, didn't he? he went to Grampus Eight and yeah. I think his toe or something or other. Yeah, obviously it's now TV's Gary uh, Gary Lineker, so he's done all right for himself. Uh, but, cool. uh, him, I think we have to give a mention to Steve Buller about the same era. There we go. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be my choice for Mount Rushmore, but he definitely deserves a mention. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he was a phenomenal player. Yeah, we'll get letters if uh, if we don't. So I, totally. Well, my choice is going to be Batistuta, and I've got his stats here as well, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so in 430 games, career games, he actually scored 244 goals. I think he played most of his career at Fiorentina, didn't he? Just a great striker, and definitely for me, he's one of my favourites. So yeah, yeah, that's one of my choices. Well, definitely helped out. Maradona, whereas in the 86 World Cup, he basically won the World Cup on his own. At least yeah. Stuta was one of those that was, well, world-class along with him, you know. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good shout, that. I'm going to, I've, I've got to assume that Jimmy Greaves is going to be one of your uh, others. Am I right in thinking that? Do you know what? He's, he's, he's up there for me, but I never saw him play. Yeah. So I'm going to pull away from him a little bit because, yeah, Andy Cole would be one that I'm looking at. That's good. Alan Shearer, and I can't choose between them. Probably yeah. give it to Alan Shearer for the amount of Premier League goals he scored with having a couple of years out with injury as well. That's the thing. You wonder, don't you, really, about how he would have got on had he like not been injured for such a long time. And not a real fashionable cup-winning, Premier yeah. title-winning side as well, to be fair. Blackburn? I mean, it's a useless place, that is. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been happy yesterday with Barnsley beating them, though. <laughs> Oh, did they? Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and uh, like in, in, on a serious note, I don't know whether you saw today that uh, Wigan uh, Athletic went into administration today. If they if they're relegated this season, I believe the twelve points come off next season. They yeah. don't get relegated. The twelve points come off this season, but they could be. They've on a nine game unbeaten run, I believe, right now. They're eight points away from relegation, so they could feasibly pull out of that anyway. It was the fact that new owners only bought the club a month ago. I mean, it's a weird time to be buying football clubs, I suppose, isn't it? That's, yeah, you have to ask the championship what they're doing here, the people who run that. And um, yeah, I mean, the other thing as well with the EFL, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of this this morning. They're actually giving extra money now to the teams who participated in the playoffs in Leagues 1 and 2. Right. I know the other clubs are fine because they couldn't afford to play, but the championship goes ahead. The championship have allowed these new owners to come in. And then they go, so was any due diligence shown there to the new owners? I know Dave Whelan was on, a, on an interview this morning and he's coming back to look at what the hell's going on. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm surprised that he wasn't in, involved in all of this, but well, he, he was the, the owner previously, uh, Dave Whelan. He was the one that built the stadium and got them up in the league. Play, yeah. anyway, we, 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 I'm going to plump for Andy Cole anyway as my, my second okay. choice. I've yeah. decided. He had an absolutely unbelievable goal ratio at, at Newcastle and that's what I think uh, Ferguson was interested in and he brought into United. He yeah. won the Champions League with them. Um, I think it took a little bit of a time to uh, to to get going at United, but that used to be the, the case, isn't it, with strikers at, 
yeah. at Old Trafford. Never got on with Teddy Sheridan either, though. And they had a really good partnership on the pitch, but they never spoke to each other, did they? Apparently so, yeah. It's a weird one, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And never called him Andy. It's Andrew Cole. That's right, yeah. And uh, he's also... Um, I think, I think yeah. did he have like a hit as well? He had like a, a, a produced a song, I think, as well, didn't he? Find it, I will link to it. So, yeah. <laughs> Please do, Paul. I'm, I'm, and your next one? And my, my one, um, I think I'm going to go with, it took me a while to actually kind of appreciate Ibrahimovic was all about, really. I think when he was playing in Italy, I thought he was one of those that looked like he was going to do something and never actually did it. But then he can just turn a game, can't he? I, I love his sort of arrogance. I think he did a good job at, um, at Man United. When he was at, at Galaxy, he was involved in some absolutely brilliant El Traficos, wasn't he? Oh, he, my God. His, uh, his class absolutely shone through the, uh, yeah. when he played for them. And, and I just remember that hat-trick that he scored against England that time with the overhead scissors kick over... I mean. Granted, it was Joe Hart, but uh, still, <laughs> you know, absolutely unbelievable goal. He's still head and yeah. shoulders above him. <laughs> hey! hey. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> went down with that advert, I, I believe. He was, a, he was a really good peep until he did that advert. But um, <laughs> do you remember, because Wenger tried to buy Imabrimovic, and he asked him to, to come to Highbury for a trial, and he turned Arsenal down because he said... I don't do trials. <laughs> Slatan does not do trials, yeah. Absolutely. I love that, yeah. He always referred to himself as Slatan and me in the third person. Uh, All right, well, I think I'll do it, won't it? Um, okay. Good. I think Good. Ruben Nistelroy needs a sort of um, honourable mention as well. I think, uh, again, we'll get letters if we don't. Yeah, Lewandowski as well. I mean, that guy's just took, pulling up trees up for, you know, in his 30s now. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. I think, yeah, if we did this in 10 years' time, I think we'll be talking about Lewandowski, won't we, yeah, in, in those oh, terms. All right, we'll take a quick break there and then we'll come back and look at uh, the games happening uh, throughout the week next week. All right, so yeah, back to Premiership action after the FA Cup non-events of last weekend. There's no games on Friday, so the first game is the early one, 4.30 on Saturday. Norwich against Brighton. No one's, no one's having to be troubling getting out of bed early for that one, I don't think. No, moving on. <laughs> uh, Leicester play Palace, and wow, I mean, Palace are doing all right. Struggle to score goals. Yeah, Leicester are also struggling uh, right now, too, aren't they? I mean, currently 2 0 down as we speak. Like I think it's a very big game for Leicester now. Pretty much all of their like, cushion has, has dissipated now since uh, the restart, so they really need to start getting some results going. Um, at the same time, Manchester United play uh, Bournemouth, and uh, I don't anticipate anything other than an absolute trench in there, I think. I think, going back to Leicester, well, I think they actually come to Tottenham as well soon, so that could be a huge, huge game if we can continue winning. Wolves uh, play Arsenal. These are all, by the way, on uh, the 4th of July, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, uh, 9.30 kickoff for that one, so that's a nice lie-in a little bit for that, for that game. Uh, another blue foot derby. That should be a cracker, that, really. I think both teams are probably going to go into that with a little bit of form now as well, aren't they? So, yeah, I'm that game. third win on the bounce. And obviously, Wolves have had three wins on the bounce. So, yeah. Yeah. And not, so not they're really ball. pushing for that Champions League spot now as well. So Re- Very much so. <laughs> Their tactics have been absolutely spot on, haven't they, really? With uh, yeah. Triore coming on late on, grind defences <laughs> into, into dust, <laughs> really. What a coach. What a job he's done there, considering their season started nearly one year ago. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I think we talked right at the beginning, the beginning of all these podcasts, 
how they might get that second season syndrome playing Europa League. They did struggle to start with a little bit. Mm -hmm. What a bloody coach. <laughs> yeah. Absolute props to them. If they get Champions League this season, what a, yeah, he should get managed. I mean, it's obviously going to be Klopp, but he should be up there, Nunes. God yeah. almighty, what a job. Um, and also, well, there's two chances of getting Champions League as well, isn't there, with the, the Europa League um, cool. in play to a finish in like a little tournament style thing as well. So, Ooh, I yeah. didn't think of that, Paul. Yeah. I did. Ooh, that makes things even more interesting. I forgot about that, you know. So. I'm talking about Wembley. The Cobblers, <laughs> Northampton, won the playoff 4 0. Did they really? Lovely. Yeah. There you go. Exeter 4 0. So they, they've been promoted to the first division. League, League One, is it? Yeah. League One, yeah. Yeah, all right. Good well, good for them. And uh, can I be the first one to congratulate uh, Shaquille O'Neal on uh, his uh, cobblers doing so well? And... <laughs> <laughs> huh? It's funny because um, I think about four or five of my old customers from the cafe had uh, in Northampton, I own, had cardboard cutouts at Wembley and they were putting them on Facebook and stuff. Oh, well, did they really? Lovely. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> the final game on Saturday is Chelsea versus Watford. Watford is struggling. Watford. They've really struggled since they come back. Look really good again. Um, they're going to be challenging maybe next season. They've got money to burn as well, Chelsea. So the Pulisic yeah. looks looks really good. Watford, yeah, struggling. I mean, it's incredible to think that they were the only team to have beaten Liverpool so far this season. I'm not quite sure how they managed that. Sunday, um, the early game is Burnley versus Sheffield United. Any thoughts on that? Nope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 6.15. Well, on a good run. Sheffield United have just ground to a halt. We'll find out a little bit more tomorrow. They actually play Spurs tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Spurs are playing at Sheffield. Big game for that sort of, you know, area of the league table now. So, basically, yeah. Spurs have to win every game to have any hope of anything. Yeah. Which they probably won't get. But, yeah. So, yeah. I'll be looking for Burnley win there. Burnley eighth on the table. Sheffield United seventh, I believe. So, yeah. They've uh, dropped like a stone, haven't they, unfortunately? They have. Them. Yeah. 6.15, Newcastle play West Ham United. Well, every game's a cup final for West Ham. So, Well, they've had a pretty rough trot of teams to play, haven't they, since they've gone back. But, uh, yeah, even Newcastle, they, they, I mean, somehow, they get results, don't they? I'm not quite sure how they manage it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they are staying up. £40 million striker that scored two goals this season, and they're still, they're still middle of the table. So. 8.30. In the morning, Liverpool play our Aston Villa, and yeah, I, I suspect, yeah, hopefully, I think Villa are looking. Maybe they've got a bit of a hangover still. I don't know, but uh, well, they nearly beat them at Villa Park. Don't know if you remember, with three minutes ago, they were one 0 up earlier in the that's season. Right. That's right, yeah. Um, and then Liverpool scored two legs. I think Mane scored the winner in the um, injury time. Right, good memory, yeah. Win, but yeah, the, I can't see anything other than Liverpool five 0 <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately for them, they are really going to need them to be rotating their squad. I think for, for them to get anything out of that. Which yeah, and I think Villa's biggest hope now is all the teams around them, like Bournemouth, West Ham, just keep losing because Villa's last game of the season is against West Ham. Not much more I can say about that. No, it's uh, yeah, and I don't want you to say any more, really. So. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the final game on Sunday is late at eleven o'clock. Southampton versus our Manchester City. And uh, that'll be a good game. Two two teams in good form, I think, really, there. Yeah, yeah ordinarily, I, I wouldn't be that interested in a Southampton game, but they're doing all right. Yeah, not very good at home, though, Paul, as I said earlier. So I see nothing more than a Man City cementing their second second place position. I totally agree. On Monday, it's uh, the Hart Derby between Tottenham and Everton. 
a little bit scary this one because Everton are hitting some good form as well. So, well, as I said, they need to Tottenham need to win every game. So Everton are looking for a Europa League spot as well. They're challenging. So yeah, yeah and this is the reverse fixture when Son and Gomez the injury happened. I think Pochettino was still the manager back then. It was a one-one draw. Okay. At Goodison Park and. Um, yeah, so come on, yeah, we need to win, so they need to win. I, fingers crossed for a win. Yeah, that's the final game of, the, of that round of games. Yeah. Uh, and then on Tuesday uh, through Thursday, there's a whole slew of games. It's on Tuesday at 10 o'clock, Palace play Chelsea and Watford play Norwich. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another Bluefoot derby at 12.15, Arsenal play Leicester. Big game again for European places. Wednesday, the 10 o'clock games. Manchester United play Newcastle. Sheffield United play Wolves. Another big game for European places. And West Ham at home to Burnley. 12.15 on Wednesday. Uh, Liverpool travel to Brighton. By the way, they're a team that I can't believe are going to be staying up. Brighton, they seem to be like fairly full of nothing, not they? Anyway. Well, I, watched, I actually watched probably about 80% of the game yesterday. First half, they were tragic against United, but he changed it around at half-time. And when United scored the first goal, they were, they were pushing United. Well, and and you know what? He made some really good saves yesterday, De Gea. So, yeah, they don't, they're, not, they're not a horrible team, right? And they do actually try and play football. That's the thing. I mean, that's their only yeah. saving grace, but I'm, like, I'm not sure how they've managed to be like, pretty comfortable at this point. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, it's the frustration of being a Bolton fan. I think that there's been so many the times where we've really struggled to stay in the division and playing good football and then you see yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Newcastle already in the blooming like you know already on the beats I think I can imagine your frustration <laughs> oh by the way this this has been all over the place this uh, podcast today but it's just like it's a stream of consciousness uh, uh, edition <laughs> Bolton have, uh, so we're at the point where we're having to poach managers from Barrow FC like the, the the manager that brought Barrow up from the non-league and uh, into the pro leagues this this year, and we've we've paid compensation for the Barrow manager. What's all that about? I have no idea, mate. What's going on there? Anyway, so he must be a good, and I hope he is, because uh, I say fingers crossed for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And so I think that's going to be. It's either being announced or has been announced today. Strange one, really. But I mean, I wish you all the best, and I hope he does well, because uh, yeah, he has to really. Yep. <laughs> um, on Thursday at 10 o'clock, your Tottenham travel to Bournemouth. Got a win. Got a win. Jesus and Everton Christ, yeah. play uh, Southampton. Mm-hmm. And the late game, a huge one for our villains. Oh They're God. at home to Manchester United. Um, I ever wanted Villa to win a game. They have, uh, they have a rough trot of games here, haven't they, really? Liverpool. Oh, their running is horrible, mate. Dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, they've left it too late, I think, I think, unfortunately. But no one around there, no one in the relegation... Nobody's winning. winning. Nobody's winning. It's like nobody wants to stay up. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Maybe they know something that we don't. <laughs> uh, the final um, order of business, uh, the German Cup final uh, on Saturday, uh, Bayern Munich play Bayer Leverkusen, 11 o'clock that one. Only game after that is the, um, the relegation decider, I think. And then I assume they're just having to stay fit for the... Uh, Champions League, well, the European competitions uh, or tournaments yeah. will happen later on. All right, we'll, we'll leave it there and we'll get on to any other business. Any other business? Just want to draw your attention to um, a study um, about racial bias. 
amongst football commentators and things. Really interesting. Definitely something that I kind of have taken on board and a bit more mindful of the, the language that I use. So I'll, I'll, I'll link to that. Very interesting about kind of the way in which people are described, different backgrounds and things. So uh, I'll link to that. It's really very interesting. Yeah, totally, totally good read. We will move on to the predicted game. Uh, Mike Chant was the listener picker. And uh, yeah, had a fairly decent week. Got five out of seven results correct. His uh, 5-0 for uh, Sheffield United didn't materialise. You did, had a good week as well, doing the same five out of seven. Yeah, I, I got four out of seven. But, which means that we are now, I think, tied. Me and the listeners are tied on 99 points each. Yeah, it's up to my pal Rob, uh, my college roommate. We've uh, travelled around the world together and we, we were the ones kicking the ball about on the Luxembourg-Belgian border, went to Vienna and all that kind of thing. So he's Hi, been, Rob. <laughs> he's been kind enough to uh, give us his thoughts on the games this weekend. Starts off with Leicester and Palace. He's gone 1-0. I've gone nil all actually, in this one. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Close games, we predict in that. Manchester United at home to Bournemouth. He's predicted 4-0. And do you know what? I predict 4-0 too. 6-0. 6-0. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, when I just watched that defending then, it was going to be 5, but I've just given you an eye another goal. <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing defending. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, okay. So like... Newcastle. Well, the thing is, they're playing Newcastle ball. Fernandez, Pogba, Greenwood... Rashford, Martial coming at you. Gee whiz. In a Bluefoot derby, Wolves play Arsenal. Uh, Rob has gone with 2-1 to Wolves. I've gone 1-0 to Wolves. I'm going 2-0 Wolves. I might regret that one because I, I do think it could be a draw. But no, I'm going to go 2-0 Wolves. Southampton play Manchester City. Rob has gone a 3-1 win for City. Did I do that? I think I did do that. Yeah, I've gone Southampton 2-1 in this one. Okay, yeah. I'm going 3-0 City. Yeah, I think that's the right. I, oh, I've had an aberration there, I think. Anyway, Spurs, Everton. Mine and Rob's results are actually very, very similar. So I, I've got, we've both gone 1 0 in this one. 3 1, Tottenham. Chelsea, Watford. Uh, Rob says 2 0. I say 1 0 to uh, Chelsea. 3 0, Chelsea. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich in the German Cup final. Rob's gone 3 0. I've gone 5 0. 3 1, Munich. Cool. Um, I just should say as well, I think, well, US soccer is back. The uh, MLS teams have got this sort of uh, tournament going on. I think it's been mm -hmm. held in, in uh, Orlando, I think. See how that all shakes down. But it's nice to I have say that's a great place to have it, Florida, at the moment, isn't it? Well, I know. Yeah. That's, that's the problem, isn't it? I think that's about it. Get in touch. Uh, Footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromfoot, uh, especially uh, regarding uh, any suggestions for talking points and uh, the strikers that we mentioned, what were your who are your favourites? And uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and now Overcast. Previous podcast needs. If you're so inclined, tell some friends what we're doing here. Uh, also, thank you to my pal, David Sangster, for our theme tune and the outro that you're about to hear. Give him a follow on at uh, one in 20 Parkinson's. Continue. It doesn't look like uh, bars are going to be opening up sooner in California. Uh, so if you want to tip your bartender, you can do so virtually on bluefootbar.com where you can also buy the t-shirts that go to benefit the bartenders there um, and yeah I think that just about does us thank you dear listener and uh, let's do this again next Thursday bye bye